0: Hello and welcome to the next instalment of the Self-Care Week podcast. This is a special series of podcasts from very kind guests who are joining us during Self-Care Week, which is taking place during the 12th to the 16th of November 2018. Right now I'm looking at, I'm very grateful to have Steve Keith with me. Hi there, Steve.
1: Hello, Gary, how are you?
0: I am very well. How are you doing this evening?
1: Not too bad, thank you. Yeah, it's a good day.
0: Good, good, good to hear that. So as we get going, would you mind just giving the listeners a brief introduction as to, you know, who are you, what's your sort of field of work and what are you passionate about?
1: Yeah, of course, yeah. So um I'm a a new entrepreneur, that's the way I'm calling myself at the moment, the founder of a brand comms agency called Branding Man, which focuses on um the way that we communicate the world of work to our young people, focusing yeah. particularly on the apprenticeship market.
0: Oh, awesome. Sounds good. And, and is, is that always been a personal passion of yours, that sort of space that you're, you're working in? or
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I left a corporate career working at EY, EY back in April, which was eight years long. And before that, I was a secondary school teacher. So young people's always been something that I've been interested in and had a passion working with. Yeah.
0: Oh, amazing. I've just come off actually one of the National Citizen Service, um, workshops from the last weekend actually I volunteer yeah. role i do so yeah very i share your passion i share your passion so what is um the discussion today is about self-care as you're you're one of the our contributors thank you to self-care weekly um uh, when it shops up comes up now and again what is if you're going to define self-care for you steve what, what would you say that if it's somebody else who had, you hadn't met before they didn't really understand what self-care meant what would your definition of self-care mean
1: I think um, at its most basic level, and this might sound a bit simple to be honest, but it's looking after yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something that I've become particularly passionate and aware about um, the last 12 months or so. Um, The end of my previous career was a, a great career, but I was taking on too much. I wasn't looking after myself. Um, And that's when I started to actually take a step back and go, right, what is it that's important to me? And I think that's that's kind of comes within that looking after yourself piece as well, is that it's about being um, aware of who you are, what you're capable of, and also as well, how you recharge yourself at the end of the day. because I liken it to a battery. A battery's only got a finite amount of um, power within it until you recharge it or you let it die. And we to go around that avenue. But with the recharging piece, it's really important to actually take time to look after yourself. Um, and whether that's been kind of the ways that um, I've kind of done that myself or just spreading the word about it to be fair, because I think it's something that a lot of people just don't think about and don't take seriously enough as
0: well. Mm, thank you for sharing that in, in, just to come back to something else you just said earlier in your description Steve, you spoke about things that are important to you have you found that you've been able to tie things that matter to you as helping you improve your levels of self-care to some extent
1: yeah absolutely I think it kind of goes back to things that became absent in my life when I wasn't looking after myself so some examples are I'm really um, I'm a bit of a bookworm I love reading books but I found that there was a pile of books that I was buying that was just stacking up by the side of my bed, and I wasn't actually reading them. Um, and when you can see the problem in front of you in that way, it's one way of kind of uh, owning up to it, I suppose, and putting my hands up and going guilty. Um, so I've, I've re-found really that passion, and I make that time every evening before I go to sleep to sit in my in my bed and read a, read a good book with a with a cup of green tea, um, which I, which I'd stopped doing um another example kind of linked to that as well is um, the whole piece around technology and screens and everything like that. I'm a big follower of Arianna Huffington, for example, um, and she's written a book about sleep and the importance of it and the links to technology. So my phone goes off at 11 o'clock at night and doesn't get switched on until 9 o'clock in the morning, the following morning. Most mornings, I will admit that there is a learning curve there. I do still reach for it first thing in the morning, and sometimes switch it on. Um, but then the third, the third thing as well is being naturally reconnecting with friends and spending good quality time with friends that I've either ignored, if I'm completely honest as well, but also as well friends that were always there that have taken on a new, and the friendship's gone to a new level because I've actually started talking about things that are stressing me out and things that are me that I would have normally kept to myself.
0: Oh Wow, that's really, par- that's really powerful because I wanted to ask you, you've sort of touched on some of your own practices there that are obviously helping you manage your own self-care is is there any one of those for you right now that gives you particular sort of release or enjoyment over other ones or is it really just sort of this deliberate intentional combination of them all steve how how does it sort of work for you
1: i I would say it was a combination but i think there's something that just stands out and smacks me in the face is that I've, i've literally just come from from a session um, that I have once a week now with the therapist and the the weight that I feel it lifts off my shoulders um when I come out of that session is is something that I just I can't compare the feeling to. Um and I think that's that's exactly the same with the friends that I've had a lot more open conversations with and spoken to and actually told them what 's going on and not left the guesswork as to why i 'm not coming to that particular event or why i 've withdrawn from that situation and things um, and it 's been really helpful because they 're starting to talk too, so they 're starting to see things that are kind of the same with the way that they behave or the things they 're experiencing. Or there's groups of friends I have that are coming together now in ways that they hadn't done before because now we're all supporting ourselves in a new way. So we're being much more kind of sensical about checking in with each other and going, if somebody actually says, I'm okay, like prodding a little bit and kind of, I like to call it poking the bear, but um, actually going, are you really all right? your face doesn't say that or your body language doesn't say that or I haven't seen you for three weeks and all those questions that you can ask somebody that naturally were British we're kind of a bit polite and we hold back so I think when you don't do that and you actually get somebody to confront it it opens up some great doors so that's been the, the biggest eye-opener for me I think
0: that's really powerful actually and I think you know you're you're speaking to me directly here as well uh, in more than one way because I'm yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? How we can, I think particularly as men, you know, it's not, there's not about a gender stereotype. It's just about there is this strange societal norm we've developed, isn't there around? Absolutely. It seems to me, if I look at my, like my female friends and my male friends and wherever in between, like men are definitely out there as these alpha, whatever, who don't actually share the feelings. And it's just so prevalent. Where's that, where's that sort of, where's that? Cause you've done a great job there of sort of stepping into that and you're helping other people by you being vulnerable, Steve. Your friends are as well. I think that's so powerful. Is yeah. a message in there? I,
1: th- I think there is. I mean, kind of um, one of the books that I've taken to to read um, in the last six months. I forget the actual title of the book. I think it might be How Not to Be a Boy by Robert Webb, the comedian.
0: Ah, it's a
1: really great book. That actually tackles that issue. There you go. You can see it on the camera there. Um, <laughs> that, that is really good at kind of tackling it, and putting a bit of humour on it because I think sometimes, especially with men, when you kind of go straight in with things, it gets a bit raw, and it can get a bit kind of people can withdraw even more. Um, so I think that's been something that's been really useful as well. I mean, it, it helps if I'm if I'm honest. The group of friends that I do open to about most one of the groups is it's a group of uh, four of us that are all identified as gay men. So Mm -hmm. I think we've all kind of got similar stories and similar things that we've come up against just from speaking from that um, hymn sheet, if you want to call it that, that makes the conversation a little bit easier. And also we're we're quite a tight group of friends as well. So I think it it makes the conversation flow easier too. But it is, it's a a massive issue. And I, I see it in young men. I've seen it in young men as well, even when they're at school, just that ability to go into a shell and not really, and just in some ways, brew on it and, and take it into spaces where it doesn't become constructive at all because it can become out as frustrations of anger and violence and things and and it's something that i think is really important too
0: oh, well you've really motivated me to actually read that now you know what it's like i'm guilty like you steve i've got these literally i've got piles of books and like every time i speak to someone it's like oh i've got that one i'll put it to the top and then it drops progressively throughout the, throughout the year <laughs> oh no th- thank you for sharing so openly though your you know your, you know, your friendship group, your story, because this is so powerful, Steve, because I think, you know, we're going to have a series throughout this week, which is obviously as of next week, um, as we're recording, and we're going to have about 10 or 12 people from different backgrounds, different sort of yeah, scenarios, different life stories. And I just think, thank you so much for being so open, because it's really powerful. And I think if it just gets one person to take their self-care seriously, it's worth doing, isn't it?
1: Exactly. That's that's the way I look at anything. I mean, I I work in communications, so if I wasn't kind of speaking to at least one person, then I'm in the wrong job. (laughs) (laughs) I always look at it that way, but with something as important as self-care for me, when it's something that's splashed across headlines and is so, um, in a good way, at the front of people's minds now that it has to be talked about. And I'm really pleased at the shift I've seen in the last couple of years where people are actually talking about it and taking it seriously.
0: Great. In terms of, if, if you were going to give one recommendation or one piece of advice, you know, back to your, maybe your school teacher days in your mm. mentoring capacity, what would it be for younger people? Or what, what sort of advice would you give yourself sort of 20 years younger, Steve, around self-care? Sure, it would come around that my particular
1: challenge a lot of the time is around anxiety. I kind of spiral out of control and I overthink a situation and I find myself thinking years into the future about a problem that's right in front of me or a problem that isn't even a problem. And I think kind of just being able to actually realise that what you can and can't do in that specific moment just to help ground you and, and stop you from even starting to spiral in the first place is really... um Poignant quote that kind of goes with this that I saw on um, Instagram yesterday. I think it was. It was kind of like um, when you find yourself worrying, don't behave like you're in a rocking chair going back and forth because the chair's staying in the same place, but the problem is just bouncing around. So I think if you kind of just I've had some really good advice from some colleagues at EY when I was particularly getting stressed out over the years of just kind of actually what can you do right now that's going to solve that problem? And is mean, you're going to you stop worrying about it rather than coming up with the catastrophe version of what you're thinking about at that moment. And that's that's been something that I think, in terms of useful advice, is that there's been points when I've actually just written down all of the catastrophes that I think are going to happen, and then used it as a bit of a kind of a tool weeks later to just have a laugh at myself because one of those things happened. <laughs> so oh,
0: that's really powerful, actually.
1: Just, just gets you to kind of, in the same way that I know a lot of people around self care think about kind of taking a, a gratitude, a gratitude approach to it and being thankful for everything that they've got. I like to kind of just poke a bit of fun at myself.
0: <laughs> I love that. Justin, you've actually got, that's one I'm going to be practicing. That's a very, very different approach and a great bit of advice, Steve. I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, how can people reach out to you? Um, if they want to have a you know, further chat with you about self care, want to learn more about you as a person, maybe how they can work with you, how can they reach you, Steve? Anywhere and
1: everywhere. To be fair, <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's on. Um, I have I'm, I'm, I'm always on Twitter, um, so people can reach out to me there through um, direct messages on there. It's um, at the Branding Man. Um, otherwise, I'm more than happy to people to, to to reach out through my website, and you'll be able to find the link through the the, uh, the Twitch channel there as well.
0: Brilliant. Well, look, Steve, I'll add those contact details for you to the bottom of the show notes for this particular podcast. And uh, thank you so much for sparing the time tonight. No worries. Thanks a lot, Gary. All the best. Cheers.
1: Bye.